every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. forward, it's onto the head and it's wide first real chance of the game and that was for uh, Dara Burns, switched wide to the left and Lewington just crosses on the edge of the shadow, cast by the main stand, there's Lewington then back to Johnson, here is Grant, Grant with the cross and it's gone in and it's Will Grigg with the goal 16 minutes on the clock Milton Keynes are ahead. Simple passing movement. It went to Conor Grant down that left-hand side, across the face of the goal, and the poacher Will Grigg is there to put it in, and MK lead by a goal to nil. Talk about making the possession count, and they certainly did on that occasion, didn't they? It was nice, neat, uh, one-two play down the left-hand side, and when the option came up to play into the middle, managed to find Will Grigg, and like we've already touched on Matt, the quality that he has in front of the goal, his goal-scoring record, he's not going to miss from there. Corner has gone short as Taylor gets to the back. Cross over! Great save from Jamie Cumming. Big chance there. It was Farnay with the header. Agonisingly close for Morecambe. It was a great ball in and a great header at goal as well. Back with Tucker again. He crosses halfway, decides to have a, a roam upfield will go to the right, shot comes in, saved by Ripley and cleared by Rawson. Oh, that came from nowhere, didn't it? It did, I've touched on Milton Keynes' long shot's ability, haven't I? It's the second phase coming down the left-hand side. With Harvey, Harvey with the cross, and it's gone in again, and it's Grigg with the second goal. Had all the time in the world, Daniel Harvey to pick his spot, and it's the second of the afternoon for Will Grigg. 36 minutes on the clock here and the Shrimps t- trailed the Dons by two goals to nil. Very similar wasn't it to that uh, to that first goal. Patient build up play, had that initial shot, more could done well to, to clear that. But again down the left hand side, a fierce cross into the mix and, and Morecambe will be disappointed that Grigg was there to, to be the first to, to get a foot onto the ball. Lewington then just crosses halfway down this left hand side, looks for the run of Grant, but Delaney will get back there, heads it, oh, Ripley's had to come, he's lost it, great block from Ripley, oh, that was almost calamitous, Johnson with the foul and the shrimp surviving, oh, that could have gone so much worse, Rawson with the cutout, chance for Morgan to break out, Weir finds Taylor, Taylor gets it on the ground, here is Phillips, chance for Phillips, first touch is poor, oh, Phillips gets there, that. and it's coming with the save, but great, great signs. Just that first touch let him down. Yeah, that's all it was. Good pace. It was a good ball forward. And uh, Kieran Phillips has done excellently to read it. Absolutely perfectly. Just that first touch. Cross comes in from Connolly. It's cleared. Here is Fane. Shoot is the cry. Fane gets it to Nahua. Nahua! Saved by coming. Much better from Morecambe. Just seeing what this crowd are making this second half performance so far. Excellent strike from the Hua, so much power. Had so much time. Yeah. Finds Harvey, Harvey gets it into the middle, chance here, and it's gone right across the face of the goal from Dara Burns. Here come the Shrimps then, Go to Jensen Weir! Oh! oh! It's just gone wide. 
He's lifted it over Jamie Cumming. It's just grazed the outside of the post and gone wide. What a chance. Agonisingly close there. He's done excellently to, to breach that Milton Keystone's defence. Received the pass. It looks to be nestling into the back, uh, the back of the net there. Really, really big chance for Morecambe. Gibson, well, he missed. That'd have been a yellow card. Oh, it's gone to that wide and grand chance here for Milton Keynes. And it's in. And Milton Keynes against the runner play of Struck. It's Connor Grant with the goal. 61 minutes on the clock here. And that is harsh on the shrimps, Matt. It's come right against the runner play. Gibson missed that challenge on Henry Lawrence. If he'd have got the challenge, it would have been one of those bookings that you'll take if you know what I mean like a tactical foul almost but yeah yeah just proper counter-attacking football from that like you say Morecambe have started this second half absolutely tremendously and all it takes is just a counter-attack for the opposition and again we've seen it quite a lot this afternoon in terms of going from one end to the other in the blink of an eye and that's what happened there you turn the pace on before you know it one-on-one -on -one and uh, the forward slots home here is Fane not the best ball from Farney it's gone to Dennis and Dennis has made it 4-0 it was a really poor 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 pass from Osamuni Farney it's fallen straight to the feet of the substitute Matthew Dennis and he said thank you very much 67 minutes on the clock it's Morecambe Mil Milton Keynes 4 it's just uh, you get punished at this level don't you it's not like Oz you know he's been uh, a consistent performer especially midweek against Rotherham he was absolutely tremendous he'll be really disappointed with that and like you say in 67 minutes he's walking nil MK Lons 4 Reaction to the action this is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio Yeah it became a difficult game for us I think that uh, you know MK Dons moved the ball around very well uh, they got into space, you know, well as well, and uh, the first two goals they scored were, you know, crosses into the box, and uh, Greg has run off, you know, one of our defenders to get ahead of them and flick the ball into the bottom corner, and uh, good movement from him, poor defending from us, and uh, we made the change at half time, uh, we changed the the system, we changed the player, and uh, in the second half, you know, we we got into the game and created. Uh, a lot of good opportunities we probably should have got head back in the game even in the first half with Ryan Delaney's header it was a great save from their goalkeeper but uh, over the afternoon I think they were very clinical uh, when they had their opportunities and uh, we weren't so good in front of goal I was going to say was that the big difference between the two sides on the day? Yeah I mean I think chances wise we had a lot of chances in the game and uh, you know very good chances at that and we probably should have scored uh, a few goals but unfortunately today we didn't uh, MK Dons were clinical and uh, deserved to win Was one of the annoying things that both their opening two goals looked exactly the same basically to the eye? Yeah I mean we didn't deal well with Griggs movement in the box and uh, that was a hard thing, uh, he's a top striker he scored goals throughout his career but uh, you know when you make movement in the box then you've got to deal better with it Looking at the second half you, you did play some really nice football and if you had got one back things could have been different. Yeah, I mean, I think that if we had got back to 2-1, that would have obviously helped us. And we had that opportunity to do that uh, on a number of occasions. And we weren't able to get that. Then we got sucker punched. Uh, we got counter-attacked, a slip ball down the side, and uh, they make it 3-0. 
the fourth one we lose the ball in the middle of the park we're in good possession uh, and that's game over after that but I thought that the players you know, still kept going they still wanted to try and get a goal and we still had opportunities and goal we should have scored today but um, in the end they've been very clinical Kieran Phillips came on and uh, his movement looked good early on in the second half yeah, I mean, it's not easy to come on in the game that he did. He was 2-0 down at half-time. And then he came on and had a couple of opportunities. He probably should have scored. But um, in the end, you know, we've had other players in the team that should have done likewise. Jensen Weir came close on a couple of occasions. A couple of great saves as well by their keeper. Yeah, I mean, he should have scored. You know, he, he could have uh, got himself into the 18-yard box. And he was unfortunate not to have, you know, got the ball into the goals. Overall... A 4-0 defeat, is it a lot to think about, a lot to take home with you tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the players, you know, have got to think about, you know, coming up against a difficult opposition, you know, players playing in holes, coming off, and I spoke to them about that. It's about communication, it's about noticing where players are uh, on the pitch, and uh, today, MQ Dons were very good at that. We were good at, at times, you know, uh, causing them problems, and, uh, you know, we had the bulk of the second half. Again, I have to ask you, Cole Stockton again, still injured, John O'Beaker injured, any news on Cole or any thoughts before the, the end of this, finally the end of this deadline? Yeah, we had six players out today, you know, either ill uh, or injured, so uh, that was the reason. Is Cole, do you think we've seen the last of him in the Morecambe shirt? No, I don't think so. I think that, um, you know, he'll still be here, you know, come the end of the window. Any chance of anyone else coming in or with Kieran Phillips be your last one? You the think? only way that people would come in is if players went out and at this stage, um, that's not going to happen. Adam Mayer came on, nice to see you in the academy player, even just get a couple of minutes. Yeah, I mean, he just gave him a couple of minutes at the end, you know, he's been training with us, he, he was uh, in the squad on Tuesday night and, you know, he was unfortunate uh, not to have got on on Tuesday night, but uh, we gave him some minutes today. And you got a chance to perhaps rectify things on Tuesday against Everton? Yeah, I mean, we've got... Uh, the opportunity to play on Tuesday night, then we're away to you know, Bristol Rovers next week. Well, Donald, a 4-0 home defeat today, uh, not the result you were looking for? No, it's tough to take after a good result on Tuesday, getting through the cup and then it's hard on the table. We've got to, we've got to um, rally round now and um, we've got a tight-knit squad and um, we've got to go into the next game and get a win. It was always going to be a tough game against a side who surprisingly struggled at the start of this year but they did look good today yeah you can tell the way they moved the ball they've always got that extra midfielder who he's always on the turn and you can see see what they do and um, unfortunately for us it came off today and um, on another day we take our chances and in the second half and get back in the game but it wasn't to be today yeah because although it was a 4-0 defeat you did have chances didn't you yeah definitely I think the goals were we've been solid this year and we're going to obviously watch them back and um see what we, we did wrong and we'll learn from that and um, we did have chances in the second half and if we take them it's a different game but we've got to look back and um, work on what we did wrong. When you come up against somebody like Will Grigg it, it's, it's tough isn't it a man of his experience he doesn't score many great goals but he scores a lot of the goals he scored today. No he's one of them players who just comes alive in the box but we know that and um, we can firstly on the second ball I've got to stop the cross but um, He's got to, um, that's what he does. Overall, the game, the performance, are the lads disappointed or is there a sort of light there that we didn't do too bad but we just need to improve in the final third? Yeah, no, you, you're always going to be disappointed when you've been beat 4 0, but um, we can see the chances we created. If, if Jensen and if Jensen takes his and then um, we've got another one after that, I can't remember who that was. Um, Kieran, I think, if we take that, 
were back in the game and um, could have been a different game, but then we go and give them two sloppy goals when we've got a bit of the ascendancy going our way. It's probably always the danger, isn't it, when you're 2-0 down and chasing that you can see the third and the fourth? Yeah, definitely, but that's things we can um, we can look at because when we're attacking, we need to make sure we're locking it out in the back and um, that's where the goals came from when we were attacking, but um, we'll sort that out and um, we'll be all right going forward. Still looking, of course, for your first league win. Are you hoping to uh, get that soon? Yeah, definitely. We've got Bristol next week and um, we'll recover this, recover the next few days, get everything out of the way and then um, we'll look to Bristol. Then, of course, you've got Everton here on Tuesday. It gives you a bit of a chance uh, to get things right. Yeah, definitely, 100%. We'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll all watch back what we did and then um, we'll sort it out individually and as a team and we'll be all right next time we play. It's episode 69 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of the radio station. A really disappointing weekend then at the Mazuma, 4-0 against MK Dons. And I can absolutely understand the fans' frustration at the way the afternoon panned out. We've been so tight at the back, haven't we, for most of the season so far. And we just weren't quite at it in the defensive third yesterday. MK Don's really showing their quality and showing how being clinical gets you places in League One. If we can look at the positives, though, and there were some of them. I know when you're, when you're well beaten 4-0, it's difficult to take any positives from a game. But there were some, especially in the final third. We created a good number of really presentable opportunities. And we had to put some of them away. It's as simple as that. That header in the first half, that would have got it back to 2-1. We had four clear chances. We were hammering the door down in the first 15 minutes after the half-time break we needed to score it's as simple as that and hopefully that's not going to be too much of a problem for us uh, going forward Jensen Weir has to score Kieran Phillips had a great chance I think it was his first touch after he came off the bench one-on-one as well Arthur had two presentable opportunities as well and we didn't get the ball in the back of the net and that proved to be the difference they went up the other end made it three then made it four and it was a heavy defeat on the day so we're still going in search of our first victory in League One. We have the small matter of the Papa John's Trophy, our opening group game against Everton Under-21s this coming Tuesday. Full match commentary, of course, as ever on Beyond Radio and on iFollow. Uh, starting at 6.55, it's a 7pm kickoff for that one. Johnny Crowther and Matt Smith in the chair for that. And then I'm back off holiday for a massive game at the Memorial Ground on Saturday Bristol Rovers, the opponents. Full match commentary, of course, on Beyond and I follow would be on FM and DAB Plus from 2.45, myself and Matt Smith for the whole game live. Ahead of the action, I've been talking to Fred from the Rovers Report, a Bristol Rovers fans podcast and the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Joey Barton's men ahead of our trip to the West Country this coming Saturday. So, Fred, thanks for coming on our podcast Really appreciate your time. Uh, before we get going, uh, give us the sales pitch and the plug for the Rovers report. What's it about? Where can we find it? Um, it's pretty similar to you guys, basically. I do a little bit on YouTube as well. It's um, sort of just providing an insight for Rovers fans, you know, latest news, um, transfers, match reports. And then I also do something similar to you guys where I'll get opposition fans on to sort of preview the, the weekend's fixture and give our fans an insight into the opposition we're playing. And um, yeah, you can find us on Twitter at The Rovers Report, 
on SoundCloud, just type in the Rovers Report, and I think that's pretty much it, mate, to be honest. So, and thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all. I, I like opposition podcasts and, 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 and vlogs that are proper fans orientated. You get a few podcasts out there. They're quite corporate, aren't they? They're quite mm. safe, middle of the road, but yours is fans talking to other fans. And I suppose in that regard, you, you tell it like it is. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly, mate. That's... So I think, like you said, with some other podcasts, you know, you'll get little snippets of things. And I know it's hard to cover every team in the division, but when you speak to an opposition fan, you know, you get the real sort of information. And I sort of, I like to ask, you know, what the strengths and the weaknesses, stuff like that. And, you know, you're not going to get that from a, someone who's watching them maybe like two or three times a season. So having people like you come on and giving insights, I think it's really valuable for Rovers fans. We'll find out about that next week, I suppose, Fred. So let's see, how that, let's see how that one pans out. Right. Let me take you back, if I can, to uh, the end of last season. Mm-hmm. And it's the final day of the League Two season. You need to win by six clear goals and hope results go your way to get an, an improbable promotion. Yeah. And then you end up winning 7-1 on the final day and, and, and getting promoted. How did that feel? And was there much of a backlash? Because it seemed to an outsider that... Hmm, that's a bit convenient, but I, I suppose you're going to tell me that there was much more to it than that. Um, well, look, I, I think these things are quite nuanced, and you know, when it's your team, you're always going to back your, you know, back your team and stuff. I get the Northampton perspective on it. You know, Scunthorpe did come to us and play a lot of their kids, but you know, it's just that's just the way it works. It, it happened to pan out that we played Scunthorpe on the final day of the season. You know, they're already down. Um, but you know, we've still got to go and beat them 7-0. Yeah. A lot of teams wouldn't necessarily do that. Um, I think on the back of the momentum from what we gathered in the like the end of the season, I don't think you'd see many teams would go out there and win 7-0. The attacking flair that we showed on the day and also all this, the composure. You know, a lot of teams would get to that sort of four or five panic a little bit, think, hey, it could be on here and not necessarily execute it. So, yeah, I can see both sides of it, but... Crazy day for me, actually, because I live up in Manchester. So I went to Rochdale the week before, which we won 4-3. And I sort of looked at it and thought, you know, for me to get a train home to Bristol, it's really unlikely it's going to happen. So I was actually sat there looking at my phone, just thinking, God, what a mistake I've made. But yeah, this I, I don't think you'll ever get a crazier end of the season than that, will you, mate? And there's no better feeling than getting promotion, I suppose, given what had happened 12 months previously and the start to the League 2 season that you had. Yeah, for a long time it was looking as if you weren't going to get promoted at all. No, I mean, I mean, Joey Barton certainly got off to a rough start with Rovers, and um, you know, a lot of fans were calling for his heads, certainly towards the uh, Christmas sort of period. And then, you know, credit to him, he he picked picked the players up. He got some good additions in, and um, yeah, yeah, it was it's a crazy season, man. I think in all my years of following the gas, I don't think I'll. I don't think I've ever seen a season like that, and I don't think I ever will see a season like that again. But you know, that's that's why we love football, isn't it, mate? Of course it is. Of course it is. Let's talk about Joey Barton then, Fred. Mm-hmm. We know everybody in football knows his his reputation, the baggage that comes with having him in charge of your football club. People here in the northwest will know him very well from his time in charge of Fleetwood Town. Lots of controversy, but in terms of a football manager himself or or a head coach. I suppose, given the fact that he brought you back into League One at the first attempt, Bristol fans love him, don't they? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, there's still there's still a portion of our fans who are sort of still boycotting, and you know, I respect their opinions in that sense. You know, obviously he's done things which aren't great, but from a footballing perspective, mate, I think for Rovers fans, we've had sort of three or four abject years, and he just when he came in, he said, "Look, I'm going to have a team that wants to play, wants to play for Rovers, and they're going to show they're going to show passion, aggression, and he's going to give us good football." and Credit to him, he has delivered on that front. You know, he, he builds a very strong core of players that is all about playing for the shirt. You know, they're going to leave 100% out there. And actually, the style of football he likes to play, you know, you might look at Joey Barton and think, bit of a bruiser, it'll be long balls. And I know Rovers do get a lot of stick, as Fleetwood did, for sort of the dark arts. That's a big part of the game, especially yeah, yeah. in the low league. Yeah. But also, you know, some of the players he's brought in have got amazing attacking flair. And that is some of the best football I've seen at Rovers so yeah I think on the footballing side we obviously he took us down you can debate amongst yourselves whether that was his fault or not but since then I've been really impressed with him mate to be honest and I think something that really does impress me is how he works in the transfer market you know he doesn't panic he doesn't rush into things and um, yeah for me footballing side I, I couldn't speak highly of him more highly of him sorry and you have made some shrewd acquisitions. We'll come on to some of those a little mm. bit later on. But let's look at your start to the, the League One season. Two wins and three defeats as we speak. A little small caveat. We're talking before our respective games at the weekend against Shrewsbury and, and MK Dons. But of the five league games you've played so far, won two, lost three. I suppose six points from five games over the course of the season would comfortably keep you in League One again. But uh, how do you assess the start to the campaign? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you pretty much summed up. So it's, you know, especially as a newly promoted side, you want to. I think within the first three games, you want to get a win in in amongst that. And you know, if you look at them, Forest Green on the opening day, bit disappointing to be honest. You know, they've obviously come up with us last season as well. And you think with a home crowd behind you, you'd be looking to get a victory there. Um, the Burton game, bit of a strange one again. Obviously, they go down to ten men after two minutes. But similar to the Scunthorpe game, you still got to go out there and beat them and we did that comfortably. Um, the Oxford victory, initially I thought, you know, that's a really good victory. Oxford established League One side, always in and around the playoffs. Obviously, how their form has been this season, it might not prove to be as sort of impressive as I thought. You know, you go and lose at Barnsley, kind of expected to be honest, and then Portsmouth. Bit of a shame that one because the referee didn't give us a penalty where we may have had one, but... You know, I think you lose to Barnsley, Portsmouth, as expected. Oxford, you win. Um, Burton, you win. You know, I think it's it's a decent start. Something to build on. Let's look at your team in a bit more detail then, Fred. How does it compare to the League Two side? Just just looking through some of the players in the squad, there are some standouts. Obviously, if you've got a striker as mm. uh, as well known and prolific as John Marquis in your ranks, you're always likely to score goals. But how has the squad evolved over the summer? Um, so this team, this the core of the team has essentially stayed the same. You know, we've got James Belshaw in goal, um, very good, very good goalkeeper. Um, two of our lone players and two of our probably most important players last season were Connor Taylor from Stoke and Elliot Anderson, who I'm sure you've probably heard of, who I mean, he's sitting on the bench for Newcastle now, so it's a bit of a cheat code to have in League Two. So obviously they've gone back and, you know, we're still looking for a centre-back. Today we actually signed Luke McCormick, so he's sort of, he's not as good as Elliot Anderson, but that was sort of 
he'll replace him in that sort of sense as an attacking midfielder. But no, we've I mean we've kept Paul Coots and Sam Finley, who were absolutely essential to the way we wanted to play football. Coots sort of playing in that course quarterback role, Finley just as a busybody around the pitch. Um we tied down Aaron Collins for another three years, who's obviously got four and five this season. Got I think it was, I can't remember, I think it was sixteen last season. Um yeah, most of the most of the core of the group has stuck together. Um, obviously, there's a good mood around the camp, and yeah, I think hopefully with a few more additions, we'll have a really good squad actually. But yeah, from League Two, it's mostly the same team, just with a few outgoings. And in terms of Joey Barton sticking to what he knows, you have got certainly in midfield uh, a few former Fleetwood Town players, Paul Coots, Jordan Rossiter. And they are quality players, obviously. Coots getting on a bit, Whelan getting on a bit, but you have got quality there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the midfield for us is a real area of strength, actually. You know, I'm sure being a Morgan fan, you're well acquainted with the Fleetwood players. Um, Paul Coots, he just keeps everything ticking over. And, I mean, it shows when he comes out of the team, we sort of lack that rhythm. And, yeah, alongside him, you, you've mainly got Sam Finley, who is just... He's one of the best midfielders we've had at Rovers. He, he seems to be able to do everything. Um, obviously, Anthony Evans in front of them offers a bit more technically, a bit more creative. And yeah, bringing in Jordan Rossiter, yet to really see the best out of him. You know, I think it's going to be a case of if he gets fit, then we'll probably see it. Jury's still out for me. Um, like I said, we brought in Luke McCormick today, who is, you know, on paper, a great signing. Really, I think he scored 13 goals for Wimbledon last season as they got relegated. Um, yeah, he, Barton does seem to have a type of player mm. and he's not afraid to go back and get someone that he's worked with previously, which, I mean, seems like a good idea, doesn't it? You know, stick with what you know. They got Fleetwood into the playoffs in League One, Fred, so I suppose, you know, it's a formula that works for him, isn't it? Obviously got promotion with the gas last season. A couple of Morecambe connections as, as well. Anthony Evans was on loan with us a few years ago. I suppose he's developed a lot more since then. Uh, and, and he's really establishing himself in the football league now. And Aaron Collins scored some vital goals for us a few years back. Without his goals, I think he only scored about half a dozen, seven or eight, maybe. But it was those goals that, that kept us in League One uh, th that season that we stayed upon goal difference. So uh, a couple of connections between the two sides. Yeah, and I, I think I think I'm right in saying you had Jonah Ionga, didn't you? He was at you last season. And obviously, we, yes, we did. He's gone to uh, St Mirren now. He's not, not fancied by Derek Adams. But yeah, we had Jonah as well last year. How did you find him? Um, a bit of an enigma, to be honest, Fred. Uh, on his day, he could be absolutely brilliant. But mm. he didn't quite have as many his days as, as perhaps he should have done. Um, I think he got treated by the fans a little bit unfairly. I think they didn't really take to him at all. I think they, they thought he was a, a bit lazy at times, didn't track back. But for me, I thought he was one of our most saleable assets, really. I think he got half a dozen goals last season, bit of an injury hit campaign as well in and out the side and obviously didn't play much when Derek Adams took over in February. Um, but I think he had a bit of a raw deal, but he, he was OK. Yeah, he was all right. I, I think he'll be OK, okay for St Mirren as well. I think, I think, to be honest, mate, that's exactly how Rovers fans felt about him. You know, he's obviously a big physical presence. He's mm. got the strength. He's got the speed. And there was a game, actually, against Portsmouth where he scored two. And you, you're right, on his day, he's sort of, you know, I wouldn't say unplayable, but you know what I mean? It's very hard mm. to get near him on his mm. day. As you said, it's, you know, if his day is every one in 10 games, it's not quite good enough, is yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember a couple of times against Wickham, 
he would, he would go down the right and then he'd cut in onto his left foot and curl it in. He, he scored a great goal against Wickham, scored two against Accrington. But yeah, there weren't quite enough of of, of the days when he was influential. But, you know, I wish him all the best at St Mirren. We've, uh, we've, we've not got much up top, I've got to say, in the final third at the moment. Obviously, the fact we've only scored uh, two as we speak now, hopefully we're going to hatful against MK Johns on Saturday. But as it stands, we've only scored twice in five league games. Mm. Controversy around, or uncertainty, shall we say, around Cole Stockton's future as well. He, he may or may not be with us by the time we get round to to playing you next Saturday. So, uh, in terms of your team, Fred, where can yeah, we uh, hurt? Where can we hurt you? Yeah. Um, our, our back four currently is a bit of a work in progress. We brought in um, James Gibbons from Port Vale, who came very highly rated, but has actually got injured now. Um, We've got Luca Hall and um, James Connolly at centre-backs. Both of them are, I think, one's 20, one's 21. Luca Hall is actually a right-back. Uh, he played there all last all season and Joey Barton's seen something in him uh, to put him at centre-back. If those two play together, I would say you can get at them aerially because Luca Hall's not the tallest. James Connolly is quite tall, but, you know, with their youth, they obviously don't have that Nelson experience that, quite often League One centre-backs will have. Yeah. So I would say potentially you could target them. Um, I would say, because we're at home, I would say if you sort of, if you can frustrate us and sort of, you know, the crowd's going to be wanting us to go out there and sort of straight away go in, get on top of you. If you can frustrate us, our crowd is great at times, but it can also be quite impatient. So, yeah, you know, I think our midfield, like I said, is our strength. Yeah. I'd probably say look to dominate our defence physically and you probably have a good chance of scoring there. I don't know if that aligns with the type of style you like to play or... We will sit back, there's no doubt about that. You'll have the lion's share of possession. You'll have at least 65, maybe more percent of the ball. We will look to frustrate you. I think the Derek Adams philosophy is you can have all the possession in the world in your own half, pass it around on the halfway line. We'll just watch you do that all day long. As long as you don't hurt us in the final third, we'll then try and nip the ball off your high press. If the first five games of this season are anything to go by and last season and our promotion season, we won't create many chances, but mm. we look to create good chances and then hopefully score enough to, to have to get points on the board. The fact we've only scored... Twice in five league games so far, though, is is, is a, a, a real worry. Hopefully, when I speak to you next week for for, for your for your yeah, side, we, we, that might have been that ratio might have improved a bit. But as it stands at the moment, we'll be the low block. You'll have all the ball. We'll try and nick it on the break and, and, and get a goal. So, so it's, it's not a case with you that you've been unlucky with your chances missed. Do you think? No. Do you know what I mean? We just no, haven't had the chances. No. We've had a couple of we've had a couple of one on ones that we probably should have scored. Um, that, that we that we've missed them both, but apart from that and the goals that we've scored, we've not really created much. We we had a great win against Rotherham in the Carabao Cup this week. We had one shot on target, and that was our the winning goal. Mm. Uh, we had one shot on target against Oxford last Saturday, and that was that hit the back of the net as well. So we're not creating much. We're a heck of a lot more solid at the back than what we were. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you can see nearly 90 goals in a league season, you, you pro probably deserve to be relegated, don't you, I suppose? So we've had to fix that end of the pitch. It's just the final third for us. So it might be quite attritional. 
you might have the ball knocking it around, but uh, it'll be a case of whether or not you can break us down, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think so, mate. So I think, like I said, if we can, if, I think if we get that early goal, I'll be quite concerned for you just because with the crowd behind us, the way Joey Bryan likes to set his teams up, they're very organised, very structured. And I think if we get that goal, not we wouldn't necessarily sit back, but you know we'll make it very difficult for you to get through us. And it sounds like you're struggling in that department anyway. So, oh. yeah, I think... I think sorry, carry on, mate. I'll go on, carry on, sorry. I was just going to say, yeah, I think the first 30, 35 minutes are going to be quite sort of, yeah, attritional, as you said. And then, you know, I think the game could potentially come alive in the last 15, 10 minutes. We do have pace in our team. How do you, how do you cope with pace and, and people dribbling and, and, and running at you? Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to say, actually, mate, because we've got um, a new left-back in. He's played twice for us now. Young lad released by Brentford, um, Gordon, that is. And, you know, he's he's very quick, but we haven't seen much of him. Then I wouldn't say neither of our centre-backs are particularly slow. And then at right-back, could be a number of options who plays. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't say when you look at our defence, you'd go, that's a slow defence, we can get at them. But, yeah, you know, how's, um, how's Ash Hunter doing? Because I... See, that's someone I'm quite interested in. Unfortunately, uh, he picked up an injury last week and he's out for three months. So he won't feature on Saturday, okay. but uh, obviously be back for the uh, for the reverse fixture. And that is a big blow, obviously, in the absence of Cole Stockton. Yeah. We needed an attacking spark in the final third. Ash Hunter was showing flashes of that. Obviously, he's got a brilliant track record in League One and League Two for Fleetwood and for Salford. So he's something of a coup that we got him for free mm. in the summer. Um, and he was just starting to show exactly what he could do. And I say he hobbled off after about five minutes last Saturday and he's had a scan, he's out for three months. So with him, the Cole Stockton uncertainty doesn't leave us with great options up top. No. That said, uh, we've got, a, I suppose, a ready-made replacement in uh, a guy called Caleb Watts, who's a midfielder mm -hmm. on loan from Southampton, young midfielder. He played for Crawley, like well, he played about half an hour for Crawley last season, and then got injured on his debut on loan and didn't play again for the rest of the season. He looks a fantastic attacking midfielder, to be honest. So I would like to see him in the team, uh, hopefully this Saturday against MK Dons and then against you next week. So uh, our attacking options are, are a bit limited, to say the least, at present. Okay, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think it would be interesting. I think we're obviously in these sort of games, you know. I imagine you're the same. Rovers and Morecambe are not probably going to be in that sort of top half of the league. So you look at a home game against a fellow team like that and you think mm. we should be going out there and we should be going for the win. Mm. So I think that's how Barton will set up. I think we're going to come at you from the first minute. And yeah, I'm not necessarily sure it'll be a great game. It sounds like Derek Adams isn't too keen to get the ball moving. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see definitely, man. Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate your time. I know you've just literally just dashed in from off the tram and you've, you've turned the computer on. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I'm about to go for dinner in Greece when I'm on holiday. So all is good. Uh, before you go, mate, let's have a couple of predictions. Uh, obviously Saturday and the most important one, I suppose. Can you stay up or, or can you do well in League One this season on early early form? Um, I'll, I'll just go Saturday first. I think it will be a 3-0 victory. I realise that's a bit optimistic, but you know I think there's a good there's a feel good factor around Rovers at the minute. Um, it sounds like you're a bit depleted in terms of numbers in the attacking region, so I'm I'm comfortable with us back there if you're saying that. And 
yeah, Aaron Collins is on form, so I fancy him to get a couple. In terms of our hopes for this season, I think, to be honest, mate, I think there's just too many quality teams at the top. So to oh, get into that sort of playoff anywhere near that's going to be difficult. Won't write it, up, write it off, but for me, I think, you know, lower mid-table. That's what I imagine we'll be at, mate. And I think uh, every, every gas fan would certainly take that, Fred, wouldn't they? I, I suppose when you come up from League 2 to League 1, it's uh, your, your first season always has to be initially consolidation and and, and then go from there. So uh, I, I think you're going to be fine. You've got quality. Looking at your squad, you've got some quality players. You've got, I know you say you've got youngsters at the back, but you've yeah. got plenty, plenty of experience in midfield and... You've got some great attacking options. I'll say anybody who can boast John Marquis up front with his track record, I yeah. think you're right. I think you're going to be absolutely fine. One last plug before you go, Fred. Uh, let us know all the details about the, the Rovers report. Where is it and where can we find it? What's it all about? Um, so, yeah, if you want to head over to Twitter and it's at the Rovers report, all things Bristol Rovers, match reports, interviews, uh, commentaries, transfer news, everything like that. We're also on Spotify. On SoundCloud, if you just type in the Rovers report, it will come up. And finally, mate, I just want to say a big thanks for having me on. I've really enjoyed it, mate, and uh, have a nice holiday. I am having a nice holiday, actually. It'll be even better if we get three points on Saturday against MK Dons. Uh, and obviously, people listening to this now will know whether or not we did just that, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Fred, thanks so much. I'm going to speak to you next week um, ahead of our game for your Rovers reports. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. We'll speak to you next time. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.